presented by the Coalition to Protect America's Regional Airports. Good morning, everyone. I'm Playbook co-author Ryan Lizza. It's Friday, June 16th. Yesterday, the Republican presidential primary field got a new contender, the 45-year-old mayor of Miami, Francis Suarez. In a speech last night at the Reagan Presidential Library in Simi Valley, California, Suarez said this. It is time for a next generation leader who has the vision to lead and the character to connect with everyone by looking at them in the eyes and listening to them, not shouting at them and lecturing them. I actually saw Suarez while I was in Miami this week outside the courthouse where Trump was arraigned, and I was eager to hear why the heck he's now running for president. So I caught up with him over Zoom yesterday before his big Reagan Library speech. Hey, can you hear me? There, is that you? That's me. Now, Suarez, of course, like so many of the other non-Trump candidates, is a serious underdog. But here are three things that stood out to me from our interview. One, he's making the case why he, Miami's mayor, is a better option than the other two Florida men in the race, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis, of course. So look, I, I don't define myself as like a Florida Republican or as a uh, an anti-anyone uh, or, or different, but I think I think who I am, I'm, I'm a mayor. Um, I've taken care of my residents, um, which is uh, a microcosm of what you have to do as president, which is take care of your country. Uh, you know, I've seen the urban issues that plague our, our country, right? We have uh, 85% of the population of America's in American cities. 91% of the GDP produced by our country is produced by people who live in American cities. Two, he's generally considered a moderate, but he explained how he's trying to channel MAGA's populist passions, even as he puts together a more centrist policy agenda. Because look, I think, you know, our campaign is about being different. Our, ca- our campaign yeah. is about being refreshing. Our campaign. Yeah, you sound about- different than a lot of Republicans, but it's. A, I would also hear you being a little worried about embracing the the sort of the moderate Suarez that I always read about in, in the press. I hear a lot of what you say is Republicans are concerned about this, almost like a translator of the angry populist wing of the party. Do you see yourself as as that person? Yeah, I think you have to understand and respect where that anger comes from. That anger comes from uh, feeling ignored, marginalized. It comes from oftentimes a press corps that just doesn't understand why Republicans are who they are. You know, there's been an obsession, for example, in the last couple of days about Trump's indictment, right? And it's all the press wants to talk about. And and then they wonder uh, when they see, you know, the former president's numbers jump (laughs) from 60% to 69% among Republicans, why that's happening. So I think they are uh, feeding into, uh, you know, uh, what Trump, uh, the former president would like to see happen. Uh, And I think for me, I want to change the conversation. I want the conversation to be about our future. I want it to be about regular people and how do we deal with homelessness? How do we deal with, which we've done very successfully in Miami, how do we deal with uh, mental health issues? How do we deal with urban crime? How do we create prosperity for our children, our grandchildren? That's the conversation I want to have. Three, I asked him if he has any regrets about turning Miami into the crypto capital of America. You know, Ryan, not really. And I'll tell you why. Because it's not just about crypto for me. Crypto is important because I think it's a generational technology. Um, But I also think AI is a generational technology. I think quantum computing is a generational technology. I think these are the kinds of technologies that are going to shape what this country looks like for for my children, right? 
Um, and I think mistakes have been made. And I think part of it also has been a lack of oversight and regulation by the federal government. I think I think the current administration has missed a boat. All right, fair enough. But all right, this is this is not to be to put too fine a point on it, though. Is your campaign a better investment than Miami coin at this point? <laughs> Much better. <laughs> Much better. Take care. Take care. Bye bye. And for your schedule today at 11 a.m., Joe Biden will depart the White House en route to Windsor Locks, Connecticut. There, he will deliver remarks at the National Safer Communities Summit just after 2 p.m. At 5.15 p.m., Biden is scheduled to participate in a campaign reception in Greenwich, Connecticut. Fancy, fancy. I imagine there'll be some well-heeled donors there tonight. 6.30 p.m., Biden leaves Greenwich and returns to the White House. The House and the Senate are out. I'm Ryan Lizza. Thanks for listening. Almost every minute, a plane takes off or lands at Reagan National Airport, making it the busiest runway in America. Yet some in Congress want to add even more flights, risking delays and disruptions for travelers flying to or through Washington. Industry experts and the FAA agree DCA is at capacity. Visit protectregionalairports.com and tell Congress to oppose increased delays, traffic, and congestion at DCA. Paid for by the Coalition to Protect America's Regional Airports.